Welcome to today's Sticks and Dirt Kidmen podcast, a Christian-based kids ministry broadcast for the family of teachers, volunteers, and light creative soul winners, sharing experience and experiments. And now, today's podcast. Thank you. Uh, a little bit more serious note today than what we normally do, so uh, we're going to jump right into this and address this today. It's a topic that's not necessarily a kidmen topic, but it is related, an, a, a related issue uh, when it comes to the saving of children's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, kidmen is primarily focused on the spiritual well-being of children, but how is a child to become spiritually saved if its physical life is either cut short or refuse any spiritual treatment whatsoever. And I wanted to uh, bring up this topic here for quite a while. I didn't know how to do it. Um, I thought about it quite a bit, and we have a guest with us today who's going to help us out with that. Uh, Sex trafficking and uh, pedophilia. So we want to... uh, It's not a kid kid ministry topic directly, but it is somehow, some way. And uh, Kidman itself may not play an active role in this, but I believe there's certainly room for Kid Ministry to promote an awareness of this issue. Uh, some of you probably heard this a lot coming up in the news the last few months here. I know I have. It's something that's been around with us for our lifetimes and more. And every so often it crops up in the news, but it doesn't get much attention whenever there's been an arrest and whatnot of a group of pedophiles and, and things like that and sex traffickers. And it, it always bugged me in the back of my mind, why in the world is this nothing that's ever been put up in the forefront until literally recent few months of the attention it's been getting uh, to different extents and whatnot uh, that we've been seeing in the media, and it still gets snuffed out pretty quick. But I believe it's something we need to pay attention to to some degree, whether to make it, if, if kid ministry can just be an awareness program, uh, present an awareness, awareness program for these types of things, so be it. Uh, I don't know how far, you know, we could go to help out, but I believe it's something that we need to discuss and we need to talk about it, and that's the purpose of today's direction uh, that I've chosen to go towards. And uh, we have a guest today. His name is Brian Murphy, and he is. I'm gonna let him share his experience and whatnot here with a little bit. He's a 20-year veteran, correct, with correct. the FBI police, correct. and uh, he's gonna be with us. Brian, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Glad right. to be here. And uh, I know we've talked a little bit uh, before uh, in brief, and uh, you've, uh, we've sent a couple of things in the messenger and whatnot, some links and whatnot uh, about this. But just go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and your history with the FBI. And uh, just, I'm going to let you go shotgun. And if you want to jump right into something, some topics, some stats or whatever that you want to share with us, we're just going to kind of bounce off of each other through this and, and work our way through it. I've got a couple of things I want to bring up as well towards the end. So, uh, Brian, how about it? All righty. Well, like you said, uh, I have uh, been with the FBI Uniform Division here in uh, Clarksburg, West Virginia, for over 20 years. And 
even though we deal mostly uh, with stuff on the site, the federal facility that we police, we still have our interactions with local law enforcement. When I mean local law enforcement, it goes uh, all of our lo you know surrounding cities, Bridgeport, Clarksburg, uh, Fairmont, different ones, uh, counties, Harrison, uh, Marion, different ones that are local, and of course, uh, state. So we have a lot of interactions with all of the, uh, what we call our local law enforcement. And uh, this subject has unfortunately taken, taken too long to start getting traction uh, right. within our communities, within law enforcement. Uh, and I believe that a lot of it had to do with uh, people coming forward mm -hmm. um, because a lot of this stuff uh, laid in the shadows for many, many years, uh, what they call the dark web. Uh, you would you would hear about a lot of this craziness in, in that, but now they are getting bolder uh, with their recruitment uh, for no better, you know, no better terminology. They are pimps, um, mm. the people who... Uh, recruit and hire these, uh, or not hire, they, uh, slave. Mm -hmm. uh, no one likes that word. Um, but that's exactly what it is. Um, uh, our children, uh, are adults. It's, it's even happening in, in adults, uh, men, women, mostly children, sadly enough. But, uh, when I got to looking into this, uh, it reminded me, of something that I have a son-in-law who is a uh, canine deputy for Harrison County. And uh, I believe it was he that was telling me that uh, we all see these, especially this time of year, we all see the signage that's all down the highways, down in the neighbor's yards and these little uh, signs that, you know, are the election signs. The yard that, signs? Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, like yard sale and different mm -hmm. ones. But there's also, if you notice, there's also <clears throat> signs that says, um, now hiring oh, yeah. mm -hmm. sixteen, seventeen dollars an hour. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you looking, you know, looking to get paid well? And he said there was a, a sting that happened. They had monitored one of these signs, his the signage that was placed all over the Clarksburg Bridgeport. These were in these were in my street. I remember this. Yes, and because this was and, until a couple months ago, right? Yeah. Now, and now these were on my street. There now, there not all of them. You know, not all of these signs were this, but they caught. There was one of these numbers that uh, that caught their attention, got brought to their attention, whatever, and it was sex trafficking. And what it was was. You have a teenager, young person, whatever, who, you know, to them, making 15, 17, whatever dollars an hour sounds really good. I was going to call it. Shoot to me. I know, yeah. I was <laughs> so, what they were I really doing was, was uh, calling this number. And from my understanding, they were picking, recruiting by what the information they would get off of that young person, that person, whoever it was mm -hmm. called, and who they were targeting was the young. And it was, uh, you know, hey, you know, what are you, you know, what they kind are you of did a phone for? interview at first. Kind of get, yeah. And so what they would do is bring them in for their interview to this 
so-called address. Mm-hmm. And the address was such and such place, and then they were gone. And Whew. so that's how they, you know, some some ended up with kidnapping, some ended up with different things. But thank the Lord that somehow law enforcement got on this and got it got it shut down. Mm-hmm. So to speak, got that, you know, got that. I don't know how many arrests were made because, like I said, that was, uh, you know, second, third hand information that was given. But I came across some a startling bit of information when I started looking into this. According to the Department of Justice, human sex trafficking is the second fastest growing criminal enterprise. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Of all of the crazy criminal enterprises out there, I could not believe, and this was a, this was a, either a 2018 or 2019 statistic. So probably because of uh, COVID, we probably are, you know, slow to get some of these statistics out. But that was the first statistic that came and just blew my mind that second fastest well, growing criminal It's been in the shadows all these years. Right. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and I've heard people comment on this and, you know, ask why, you know, that's not been funded or been getting any attention. And uh, for whatever reason, President Trump literally is the first president, I think they said in years, decades, I don't know how long, to actually start funding and pushing mm-hmm. for this stuff to start happening. And because it's not been getting attention and being addressed, it's creeped up on us and become number two or whatever. Correct. But go ahead. Correct. And so I watched this. This intrigued me to start watching a few more videos and interviews with uh, parents, uh, victims of, you know, their children were victims of this or siblings victims of this. And the information is just so, um, the first word that comes to mind is sad. It's, mm-hmm. it's really sad, um, shocking. And I want to reiterate, these numbers are so skewed because these numbers can only be gathered by people who are willing to come forward and give that information. So... Mm. If you can imagine how many more there are out there, uh, this one lady was given her story about her daughter. Daughter, I'll, I'll give it in brief. Daughter runs away from home. Some time had, had elapsed. They found the, the young girl, 15 years old, brought her home, found out that she was a victim of sex trafficking. Because of what they had placed in her mind and her mentality. She ran away again through a gentleman who was per- throwing the proverbial candy out. The, oh, this the, was a girl who was in sex, sex trafficking, got brought back home per se, and she chose to go back into it. She was lured back, lured into, back into it into because it. of the things that these guys, these people are telling them and the life that you can live, the money, the, uh-huh. the, the, the attention uh, that you can get. And unfortunately, that's what a lot of it is, is craving uh-huh. attention. 
They somebody yep. to love me, somebody who is going to put me above anybody else, and they don't realize that they're a tool. Right. And it's not that they're being put in these positions, really, but they're being told that. And so... Uh, and they're willing to pay the price of right. doing this. Well, right. I, f- I feel like at that age, too, that's, you know, puberty, and uh, that's hard. I mean, yeah. it's an impressionable age. Yes. And you start, yeah. And the statistics, I'm going to read off a couple things here. Currently, and like I said, this was, I believe this was 2018, maybe 2019. Currently, there are over 300,000 kids in the U.S. alone that could fall victim to sex trafficking. Victims, they cross all, not just some, they cross all social and economical boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they prey on. They want to go out and find mm-hmm. the children that are in um, the foster care system, the adoption system. Those seem the most vulnerable to me. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Kids that are bullied. Social media. You know, you hear about it all the time in other conversations about anti-bullying is it's all over social media. My child is bullied. My best friend was bullied. And us, well, guess what? It's not only the good people that are reading these Mm -hmm. posts and friends Mm -hmm. of friends and they find out. And so these Kids of all different, it there is no respecter of race, creed, color, economic. They go after. They do not just go after, the, you know, one specific. They target them all because you can be rich and still be lonely. Yeah, you mm-hmm. could still have those different things about you that the, the needs that uh, aren't being met uh, socially. Mm-hmm. Different things, and so. They just sit there and they, they go through social media. They go through different things and they pick, they pick them out. And it's, it is such a sick, uh, and they know thing. what to look, they know what to look yeah. for. They see their feeds. They see how they're, cause these kids will spill their guts on media oh, yeah. and let them know. They'll throw up all kinds of flags. And it's pretty obvious who these kids are who are wanting attention. And they just, they just draw the flies. This is a 99 billion dollar a year business Jeez. globally wrap your Just, mind around that a 99 billion dollar a year business no I, I was gonna say something too controversial i was gonna say it's probably why it's not talked about well no you're you're, you're 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 there yeah because yeah. and and the and other things which this lends into conspiracy now we talked about this is uh People's notable people involved in this, mm. literally involved in it. Yeah. Celebrities, politicians, you name it. Can we that, say Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, yeah, you can <laughs> yeah. say that. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and the, the trickle down effect from yes, Jeffrey. It's, Epstein. It kind of starts from there, but it is, there when is, it starts yeah. hitting home to people, you hear names some of your favorite celebrities like Tom no, Hanks. Tom Hanks. You you're like no way. George Clooney. And then you just it's just like, and how you, do I handle this? What, what's say, going on? You know uh, Corey Feldman. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's, yeah. Well, he spoke. I've yes. seen that. Yeah. And he says that. Um, just if we're gonna, I don't want to be on this like the whole time, but it, it it was interesting because he says, yes, there are probably some major celebrities who are involved with this stuff. He says, but mostly people that are like actors who get like 
assaulted or abused or whatever is mm-hmm. by their publishers is by isn't really like big people like known people it's more of the like low key it's your agent it's your publisher mm. they're just like, like low that. enough to be able to do stuff for you right now and brian i know i brought this up to you in our conversation before but repeat um because i i approached you i'm still kind of skeptical when i start hearing names these big names involved and i and but i've seen stuff so stuff that supposedly were on their Twitter and Facebook pages, Instagrams or whatever that's been shared around. I don't know if it's legit or not, but in your ranks in the FBI and everything, it, it, has this stuff come into play? These names and levels of people, is it kind of like they legitimately looking at this stuff? These oh, people? absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, they're, the, the names that they're pulling from this stuff is is absolutely getting it looked into you know the level of investigation i really don't know um that level of it but uh this like i said is gaining traction and the people and when i when i say the people meaning the good people Mm -hmm. the christian people they're tired of it they Mm -hmm. want answers Mm-hmm. We've we've went long enough for decades, decades of well, yeah. no, not why have, you know, why understanding. Why have we shunned on. children off like this? Why why have children? Why does someone's feelings now today take precedence over a child's life? Someone being called the wrong name or not being identified as a certain individual today is more important than uh, a five year old or a thirteen year old being swooped away and used as a sex, literally a sex tool. For God knows what, and and who knows if they'll even show back up with their family in the future. Well, the Bible speaks of it. The Bible speaks of in the in the last days that right will be made wrong, and wrong will be made mm-hmm. right. And this is exactly what's happening. And I believe that that's why, like I said, that's why it's it's being brought to the forefront of a lot of things is because nowadays everything that we thought. 10, 20, 30 years ago was, my goodness, so wrong. Mm-hmm. Now it's okay. And, and vice versa. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And everything that's right is wrong. Everything wrong is right. And mm-hmm. everybody's sitting around spinning their head going, you know, well, I don't even know what to think now of, of what's going on. This current situation with COVID, well, we're supposed to listen to the professionals. Okay. Well, who are the professionals? Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, not these it, people. Don't yeah, listen to them. Right. And so I think it's just another one of those things where, uh, where are they gaining this information? Oh, should we trust their word? They're just kids. Mm-hmm. And my wife works in the social work business, and she's been in it for herself over 25 years. I believe mm-hmm. that she's been a social worker. And to hear some of the, the stories that she comes home with at times uh, just breaks your heart. And... But when you get into this subject, you can see why that those children are targeted hmm. mm-hmm. oh, yeah. because they don't have nobody. Mm-hmm. They don't have, uh, I, I, I believe that uh, the, the gentleman that we honored today at, at church, uh, Paul was talking about was, you know, they got to You got to have somebody who loves you and cares yeah. for <laughs> you. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, yeah. There, there was a, a story I, I also read about where a mother and an aunt was pimping mm-hmm. the daughter out. 
And yep. and on that, I think <laughs> from what I I've been hearing, yeah. yes, from, from what I've read, and you can confirm this, I think it's been over seventy-five or ninety percent of all sex trafficking and child abuse is done by a family member. Yeah. Yeah. And does that sound yeah. consistent? Yeah. And I will say, if I can, <laughs> yeah. Um, as a public school teacher, um. West Virginia. I am proud of West Virginia because last year we started the body safety education program. Right. The policy right. passed. And so at every grade level, you are to teach body safety to children um, up to four times. They want four times a year. But it also varies on age. Like So for kindergarten, I'm going to teach them who can you trust, who can you not trust. Body safety. I've never heard of this. Yeah. And every, every year it gets a little right. more. No. So it's a policy, an education policy now that we have to teach body safety legally to kids. And and it's different levels. Like, obviously, high school body safety is going to be a lot more intense uh-huh. than kindergarten. Yeah. But, like, and it, and it grows. And they give you even suggested lessons. But it starts out, like, in kindergarten, just who can you trust? Who's in your beehive, they call it. Like, who, what <laughs> adults know. in your life can you trust? And then, and what their hope is that, and they've seen, actually, already, is that more kids are reporting things. And more kids Good. are speaking. And right. that the goal of body right. safety is for kids to Courage. come forward. And and so they know also what things are normal, what things aren't normal. So we're kind of teaching that kind of stuff, like what are good touches, bad touches. It's uncomfortable, but uh, wow. we That's have seen it. So it's like that, a it's like a see something, say something kind of right. Like but it's for teaching. them, okay? Because I wasn't, I was like body safety. So I don't it's know what for that the, means. I know uh, we didn't either. We went to the train. We're like, oh. Well, as a teacher, <laughs> now that you you talk and address this issue that we're talking about today mm-hmm. more, teaching body safety mm-hmm. uh, is probably a lot easier to. To, okay, I'll teach it. Right. Because right. that's a preventative and the measure. Ca- yeah, and the counselor has even offered, you know, I'll come in and have some conversations. But, I mean, and it starts, I mean, we're not telling kindergartners about, you know, <laughs> yeah, really and, crazy and stuff. One, one of the things that's most important about this training, uh, in my opinion, mm-hmm. my personal opinion is, let's not wait till our children are affected. Right. right. Yeah, that's, and yeah. this is a reaction. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's be exactly. proactive and right. let's teach them to not only the, the, the body touch thing, but have the confidence mm-hmm. that you have someone out there that will listen to you. Yeah. Right. That whether it's whether it's an aunt or an uncle, if you don't trust your parents, you know, find an aunt, an uncle, mm-hmm. a that grandparent, a, right. a, a Sunday school teacher, somebody there. We have got to provide this information to these mm-hmm. kids and let them know. There is someone out there who really cares, not just lip service and I'm here for you. Daddy always cares. Mommy always cares. No, there are mommy and daddies who are doing this. So they need to understand that there is different love. There's different (laughs) levels Mm -hmm. of love that, that there are. And there has to be, because if you can get that, the children to trust Mm -hmm. somebody, if God forbid that that happens, they're going to be more likely to go and find somebody that they trust because they're going to know. Mm-hmm. They're going to know who there's. If mommy and daddy's part of it, mm-hmm. they're going to know that. So they're going to find right. somebody and that school teacher who is teaching, that uh, guidance counselor who is teaching, mm-hmm. whoever, if they can get that and just get a step, just one step ahead of this criminal activity, mm-hmm. then. That's a plus. And unfortunately, here we are. We're playing catch up. Right. Right. Law enforcement, oh, yeah. law enforcement is playing catch up. Let me ask now that you're on that right there. I know I asked you this. I was out of curiosity, I was saying what units or divisions in the FBI that you know of are directly 
uh, actively working in that right now. And your answer was, which kind of shocked me. I said, do you know anybody who's, you know, let's say, for instance, if I wanted to, by chance, uh, become an officer or help with uh, division, and I asked you about, is that happening in the FBI right now? Your answer was pretty much, uh, you just kind of drawing a blank. Right. Because, and I, like, I, whoa. Know, I had to ask a few people, hmm. um, mainly because, like I said, our facility is, you know, just our, our job is police, you know, policing that facility and other facilities. So us officers, aren't as hands-on in the um, agents, you know, like the special, you know, teams, special teams and yeah. there's units that, that, you know, go after this, but we hear about them, but this is our thing. We don't, you know, it's not broadcast. It's not, you know, out there enough hmm. um, for what happens when little Johnny sees me at sheets getting mm-hmm. a coffee and says, Hey, can I talk to you? And I, do the same thing. I draw a blank because I don't know who to turn them to, who, you know, I, mm-hmm. I you know, my best mm-hmm. a- answer would be go talk to my, go, I'd, I'd refer him to my wife. Because <laughs> so, she's social a worker. Social worker. Yeah. yeah. You know, That's what I would do as a kid told me. Yeah. But now learning, you know, even just in this short period of time where you and I have discussed this, I have learned that we do, we have a state police has a unit that, in West Virginia, that deals directly with sex trafficking. They have this. We have uh, county different things in in a county level that are. And right now, sadly, COVID uh, in Jesus' name be gone. Um, <laughs> yeah. A lot of training has been canceled, and so we yes. need to get this gone and get to where we can get back to some normalcy, where this training can go back on. Because right now, we are in the. I believe we are in the cusp of really being able to spearhead this. Mm-hmm. Um, there are arrests. I don't know how how many of y'all have been paying attention to the news. Yeah, I just saw some. Yeah, there yesterday. was a big a big arrest down in Georgia. There was another one in Ohio uh, in the last few weeks. There was, I believe there was one in PA, one in, uh, I believe it was Florida. It's one and, in Houston, 46 arrests in Houston yesterday. Yeah. And like I said, this is gaining traction. And so let's promote it. Let's, yeah. you know, and people say, yeah. well, that's, that's a bad subject. Yes, it, it is. is a bad yeah. subject, yeah. but that's we, why it needs attention. It's why it needs yeah. attention. We need, we need this craziness to stop. You sent a link to me. It was, it was a, a report from three years ago, but the more I kept looking it over, I started to vaguely, I mean, vaguely remember this peeking its head up in the news. It was like there for one day and that's all you heard of it. But it was FBI arrest 900 members of, like you said, the dark web uh, pedophile ring and largest bust to date. And it was 900 members over uh, Europe and into America. And the um, name of this group was called Playpen. Yeah. And so uh, it was uh, nothing but a pedophile ring. That was three years ago, 900 members. And then you guys have been – I've seen uh, one that happened here. uh, It was reported in the news October 1st, just a few days ago. Um, at the title of the news story is called "What Border Crisis?" Numerous pedophiles arrested by Border Patrol sneaking into uh, into Texas, and it, it gave a you know a report that they caught a bunch of pedophiles coming in over the border into Texas. So it, you have to search this stuff out. Heaven forbid to, you put those kids in cages. 
Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then you get, let them go get sex trafficked. You have to that? dig this news out. It's not really coming out there at you. You have to literally go request it and see where this is happening now, which is sad, you know, that, you know, we're having to find this out for ourselves and track it for ourselves. And so... Remember uh, what I told you about the time we're living in? Okay. This one. Lady spoke about this on one of the seminars. Is raising awareness. They they give different steps, uh, three steps to help. How can we help? Okay, they talk about one is educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Educate yourself and in the area of identifying these kids, these mm-hmm. uh, people, these people who are being trafficked. Two is call your legislature for funding for facilities. What does that mean? Well, let me give you some, give you this tidbit. How many commercials do you see about facilities that will take care of a wounded child mentally that has been broke down, has been sex trafficked? How many commercials do you see that people are asking for uh, financial assistance? I'm going to mm-hmm. go on a hard zero. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen one commercial. Yeah. But the television is flooded with the ASPCA yeah. over our animals. Oh. And this. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not anti-animal. I love right. animals. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a beautiful dog. I love her to death. But right. where has the focus gone to where we have, I can't give the exact numbers, but the, the way that she was describing it was, say that we have, a hundred facilities that will help wounded children and be able to house them and rehabilitate them and all this stuff. But we have 10,000. Mm-hmm. I believe it. For you don't have to show me a record. For, I, yeah. I believe for that. Animals. And, all, and all the children facilities are full and on right. waiting lists. Yeah. And, yeah. but yet yeah. we don't have this. We need funding. Yeah. So that's, you know, step two, get your legislature and say, you know, come on. Since when have our animals taken precedence over our yeah. children mm-hmm. and of course the third one is call law enforcement you know you've got uh, to you, speaking of which um that led me to this here i went on to our state police you sent me a link or your wife found some things and of course one of them goes to the west virginia center for children's justice so if you whatever state you're in get on your state police and and just do a search for children's justice uh, there's some good information on here. And like you said earlier, there are some classes that they offer that have been canceled due to COVID. Mm-hmm. And there are some classes that they're going to be doing online starting, I think, in January or so that I'm signing up for. And um, uh, on the West Virginia Center for Children's Justice, uh, their theme is Protect, Heal, and Thrive. And so I one of their thumbnails was called Child Human Trafficking. And it's it's a list of trafficking indicators. So if you're not involved involved in law enforcement or anything and you want to, you know, how can I spot this? And some of these, there's probably like 20 of them on here. Some of these are, you know, could be a sign. Like one of them is a signs if they're involved in a gang or a crew involvement. That could be almost anything, but still that could be a, a human trafficking involved there. Yeah. Uh, but there, there's like 20 different things on here. Um you know, if this child, this kid has friends or family with a history of sex trafficking that you know of, it's probably still spreading in there. There's just different things that you can, um, you know, look at. Suspicious branding or tattoos, I guess, right. amongst these pedophiles have, you know, Jeez. marks and whatnot. 
Um, just all kinds of just signs that where uh, a child is evident uh, uh, that they're being controlled or dominated in a relationship somewhere. Um, signs of physical sexual abuse, of course. And just look on your state website. Look under child justice or human trafficking. Um, and just at least get educate yourself on something. Because when, when we try to tie in a kid ministry, we may not have kids here that are involved with this, but we don't know. But we may not have a child tomorrow due to this. Right. And we didn't know. Of course, we don't know what, what you know, but yeah, what to look for or what their families are involved in. Um, I, I'm not ever going to. I'm not saying that we have that going on. I'm just saying we just don't know. Yeah. And I would to add to your point. Um, even for kids, it's like, uh, how do I say this? Um, it's very, I, I mean, yes, there's a lot of kids taken, obviously, but I would say it's more common that kids are abused just in their situation where they live and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Around and here, I think definitely. It, it, it's very important to even think about that and look for signs. And and here's when you bring that up, this opens up another thing that scared me. Um, I think in our discussions, and I've become more aware of it. Whenever we think of sex abuse for a child, we think, and we get this picture of this little eight-year-old girl in the corner, scared, dirty, shaking, scared that she's being sexually abused. Okay, that's going on. But there's a scarier side of this story. There's children, an underground, if you will. Uh, they're literally breeding children to grow up in this environment of sex trafficking, and that's the only life they see. Yeah. They don't know the life of coming to Sunday school or going to school or going out and playing with their kids. They're literally cultivated and grown up to be part of sex trafficking. Am I well close, correct? Um, I, I can't imagine that that wouldn't be, but this uh, nurse who was given a story, uh, education, she was talking about, she was at a, uh, in her, uh, she'd already got her degree, and then she was in her internship in an ER, and she had already had some previous uh, knowledge of some, some kind of things that look for signs, and this uh, young lady comes in, uh, she's pregnant, and she's about to have her baby, uh, and so the doctor, uh, that was there was not picking up on some of the signals signals. And she inserts herself into the room and says, I believe that this young lady is being sex trafficked. And he kind of smirks and is like, yeah, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, I'm, I can't debate do you care if I speak with her? And he's like, yeah, by all means. And 100%, she was being sex trafficked. And another girl, she said that she was in the uh, delivery room, and she walks in, and mom's laying there, getting ready to have a baby. She looks over in the corner of the room, and here's a gentleman standing there nonchalantly with his arms crossed. She doesn't know who he is. She approaches him, offers her hand and a handshake and says, congratulations, Dad. He glares at her, will not shake her hand, and just snubs her. 
And she thought that was kind of odd. So time to come, baby being delivered. She's talking to the mom and going through this. She uh, looks down, and on the inner thigh is a dollar sign tattooed. And she could not go into some of the other things that were tattooed on this young lady's body. And there it was. She was being sex trafficked. And that was her pimp that was standing in that room. It was not the father. But he was overseeing, making sure that, one, she didn't say nothing. Two, she didn't do anything that, you know, that they, that he deemed wrong. And he was there for the delivery of that baby. And once that baby was born, someone, I think what she said was somebody had called law enforcement and he fled the building huh. out the one of the back, back ways and gone. And Jeez. never never was seen there. You know, of course, you know, they, you know, they release mm-hmm. women uh, so soon nowadays, what, you know, right. day, two, you know, two days most after you have the baby, they kick you out of the hospital nowadays. But there it was. And so this is, this is how brazen they are. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going right into delivery rooms. And they don't care that you're having a baby. Like you said, they're prob- that, that's probably their next. They think HIPAA is protecting them probably. I don't know. <laughs> they think that's I, their property. They, yeah, they think they can, you know, you don't have to know nothing no more about me. It's none of your business. Give me, do your job, yeah. deliver the baby, and let us get out of here. And right. they, uh, when she was going over this, this, this information uh, to go along with some of these other numbers, like I said, these numbers, when I, when I studied this, and it, it just blew my mind, each victim is their average they are expected to bring $225,000 a year to that pimp each victim jeez that's what is expected of them so there's a quota to meet yeah that's a, there's there's a quota and that's what's expected and of course that's why they're brazen enough to go into the rooms into the delivery rooms, and they're doing all this stuff because that's the big money, two hundred and twenty-five. If you don't make two hundred and twenty-five thousand, they showed this uh, young girl who I don't know exactly what they did, but it looked like they had either set her on fire or burned her with chemicals or something. But her her face, her lips, everything was completely burnt, and she's in the ER. And this is what happened if if you don't. It's not that she wasn't doing what they wanted her to do. She wasn't doing enough. Oh, my. And they did this to her. They, you know, there's a different ways mm-hmm. of assault. And it's just, like I said, the numbers are exasperating. What else you got for us as far as stats that you wanted to bring up? Um. Really, that's about it. The, the there is a website, and I, I encourage everybody that list, that can hear me listen to this. There is a phenomenal website. It's called Polaris Project, and if you go on Polaris Project, it gives all the uh, 
actions that can be taken, the, the educators, the statistics. They, are, they gather up all these statistics, and they have a phenomenal website. And it gives, uh, I believe it was that one that give each state, if you wanted to find out what it was, because I couldn't believe one woman was talking about she was from Delaware. And I'm thinking, little old Delaware. <laughs> Hmm. Why what why is that? And she called it a hotspot. She's like oh. Delaware is a hotspot, and it just went away. Well, what runs right up through Delaware? I ninety five. Yeah, mm-hmm. right there you go. Polaris Project. P O L A R I S. Polaris Project. Yes. Okay, I, I see it here. It's basically we fight in human trafficking. Polaris Project <laughs> website. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, and just this, you know, just go on there and look. You know, I can't get into all, I don't remember all the statistics of them, but it, like I said, each state, it's it's given. And once again, the most important, I, I think this is can't be said enough, is this is just what's reported, guys. Mm-hmm. Right. This isn't all of it. This I don't, I don't believe that. If you was to ask me, in my opinion, I'm, I'd be hard-pressed to believe that this is these numbers right now that I'm giving you are even half. Right. Of the numbers. I, I, I'd say, too, like even the whole culture of everything being silent. Um, I I saw this stat. I don't know where it was, but even just the average age of people in America who not all of them do admit to being abused as kids. But the average age to where they're able to tell somebody else is 40 years old. Jeez. After everything's been done, they feel comfortable about it. Right. These are these are some of the statistics that the Polaris Project was giving. Uh, Twenty two thousand three hundred and twenty six trafficking victims and survivors identified. That means they came forth. Mm-hmm. Eleven thousand five hundred of those were <laughs> situations of human trafficking were identified. Four thousand three hundred and eighty four those traffickers identified. So all this number, these numbers are telling you are based off of the twenty two thousand three hundred and twenty six that are reported that were that stepped know, that forward self, that were yeah that stepped forward, um, whether they were themselves or a family member whatever. So four hundred four thousand three hundred eighty four traffickers identified, and this one right here, one thousand nine hundred and twelve suspicious businesses mm. identified, and you say, well, what wow. kind of business is Wayfair? How about massage parlors? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. See, Wayfair was one of them things that was a conspiracy thing, but it hit, it got a lot of attention. And then it died off. The, yeah, it did. It died off hard. And Pizzagate? I don't know if you heard of Pizzagate. Yeah, I heard of Pizzagate, the, the, clue, the keyword, trigger words for uh, certain foods and stuff. Yeah. How did that affect... When you at the FBI, I don't know if you're privy to any of it. How did that come across, or whether they... I have not heard. Okay. I, I have not heard. That, like I said, that's... A lot of that craziness doesn't doesn't get into our ears. And yeah. on the Polaris uh, project, it uh, right in front page it says contact Congress in the White House. So it already sets you up to act on contacting Congress in the White House about it. And then it has myths on here. Uh, here's three myths right on the front page. Myth number one: it's always or un, uh, it's always or usually a violent crime, which is a myth on sex trafficking. Mm. Myth number two: all human trafficking involves commercial sex. It's a myth. It, God knows what they're using them for. Um, and that third myth up here, traffic, traffickers target victims they don't know. I think we covered that. Yeah. It's, you know, and they have learned more tabs on those um, as well. So, yeah, that's, that's a good 
site to go to and, and uh, you know, how to help. There's a how to help button on there. Uh, it tells more about their work. Um, obviously, they've been around for a long time, I suppose, but um, not getting a lot of publicity, I guess. But uh, here we're trying to help with it. They found we were founded in 2002. Hmm. It says the very bottom says it's founded in 2002. Um, it's the name of the North Star, which people held in That's slavery cool. in the United States, uh, used as a guide to navigate their way to freedom. Today, we are filling in the roadmap of that journey and lighting the path ahead. So, this is another thing that they give was the top five risk factors. Substance use concern, substance abuse in the in the home, runaway homeless youth, recent migration, relocation, which mm-hmm. uh, there are a lot of uh, foreign nationals mm-hmm. who are brought over here into our you know great country, and that's what they're used for. So you know when parents bring them over here, migration, you know relocation, unstable housing, you know the like I said, they look for that kind of stuff and mental health concerns. So they're getting, those are the top risk factors that they use. Uh, it, I saw, I was just, just coming out of my mind to reflect back on what we said earlier about how um, the the kids are being lured with all kinds of stuff. Another one, the signs that I read somewhere, if you see a teenager or a child, uh, all of a sudden start getting these, has a new cell phone or something and mom and dad getting, didn't get it for them or whatever. Hmm. That's, that's part of the candy and allurements. You know, they, they get this stuff because they want and, and they're provided this stuff to be a part of it. So there's something to look into. Um, there's a, there's even this new one going around. I got it. Megan got it. Leanna got it. It's a text. And it says that, um, you missed, uh, we missed that you had a package I from got that like last yeah. month or something. And if yeah. you click on it, it basically gives them your location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So okay. When I, I got mean, that, that yeah. I I'd like to see it. them try and it come is, and get it me. It is technically possible. That is, no, yeah, I, I mean, believe that. I mean, they can. They can get basically get your phone, right? Yes. It, it's one of the. It, it's one. It's that's a fun. That's a funny situation because if they get enough hits off of it, which they probably will, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's 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 really likely because. Odds are there's going to be a lot of uh, security measures that will prevent that. But the idea that they're running with there is is the same with any other form of spam. The more hits you can get, the higher the chances of you getting somebody who doesn't have the security measures in place right. to prevent you from your IP from... Because when you send that out, that's like an IP. Okay, well... They're here. It gives you a really, really accurate geographic location, like on their map. Like they can say, okay, well, they're here. And I mean, they might not have the physical address, but they can get the general area of where you're at. Mm-hmm. And I mean, why else would you be there? Probably because you go there on a regular basis. Wow. True. Now, Justin got a well, four year degree now, right? And <laughs> no, uh, not, not quite, quite three years. No, I, I mean, I've been going. To, it's just a, it's a technically a 18 month program, I think. For, it seems for, so much longer. You've well, been in it's because it. I went to Fairmont State first. Oh, okay. That's yeah, right. but it's uh, it's for network administration and security. Okay. Do you have anything else that does no, come I mean, to your mind? No, I mean like, because well, I mean, I didn't even know that was a thing, honestly. And I mean, I'm in school for this. Mm-hmm, you know, right. I never even heard about that. But I mean, that is a and like the reason why I say that. Like, I, I guess it's an awareness issue. Issues. A lot of people don't take VPN seriously. Right. I've got one. 
I think it should become a more serious thing in today's, especially with the conversation that we're having right now and the fact that he just mentioned that. I think that brings up a more... It's a safety measure for any of us because yeah, they're generally speaking they're very they're very reasonably priced. You, you when cheap. You, you get you get a subscription basis and it's like multiple devices. You know, up to like I think it's like four or five, which I mean that covers I think most families. VPN, virtual, uh, for, virtual private network. Yes, and it, it masks your IP to where yeah. like if you you can say that you're connecting in Texas, for instance, but you're really in Minnesota and. Odds are they're not gonna. So no. like, it's like if a teenager's. I guess if you got a teenager in your house, and you want to protect them while because you don't know what they're getting on the internet. Mm-hmm. What if you're suspicious that they're getting on sites they don't need to be on? If you have a VPN on there, it makes it harder for the predators to find them. Yes. It honestly, the way it makes the, them invisible. The security. It's, it's, it's a pr- huge protection right yes. now. It, it's a totally different thing, but this is what the. Uh, world of gamers are using now this they're all getting this vpn stuff going on in the in the gaming world because they want to be protected they don't want a bunch of you know when you get into online gaming you know it's hard to tell what all people see you once you're you know logged on so yeah here come the vpns and different ones and so now Mm -hmm. this is how they protect themselves at their homes so Mm -hmm. all this stuff you're crossing you're you're protecting yourself across the board i mean it doesn't matter what you use it's like three dollars a month it might be cheaper for some places i got got them on my laptop now it's on my phone the the only really con honestly in my opinion as far as digging to vpn depending on how good of internet service you have uh, by default, is going to slow your speeds down a little bit. It's adding like additional, I don't know the exact number, but if I had to put a guess on it, about 10 what they call hops, which means it has to go through 10 more gates, if you will, to get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, most internet connections today are pretty high speed. So, I mean, odds are you probably won't even notice the difference, honestly. Um, but... I grew up with dial-up, so yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, <coughs> I got a notification the other day from CompuServe. Mm-hmm. That sounds familiar. Does anybody remember CompuServe? I remember that. Sounds CompuServe is what was tell. before AOL. Okay. AOL took uh, over yeah. CompuServe. And so I got a, an email about a password thing from CompuServe. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my. I mean, you would hear... That's from the crypt. Tells from the crypt there. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't heard the word CompuServe in it's, years. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like a, a Bond villain like <laughs> business. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to bring up two more topics. That's Dove's telling all this because you went through your stats that you had with us today. Um, of course, this was a big topic in the news a couple of weeks ago. Still lingering out there is the Cuties uh, film. Ugh. That's an exploitation of yeah. minors, period. Absolutely. So... Um, there, there's something uh, more you could take with that too, real quick. Uh, somebody, the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because when I read it, to me it was mind blowing because I don't think anybody's thinking about this. But with the movie Cuties, we, you know, I watched the trailer. I'm mm-hmm. gonna be honest with you, and yeah. the reason why I did is because I want to know what the what's the what's the issue, right? Because right. you can't have an That'd opinion, be, yeah. you can't you can't know how to address the issue unless you know what the issue is. Mm-hmm. So I watched the trailer, and after watching the trailer, you know, of course by default, wow, yeah, I understand why everybody's upset about it. But somebody on Reddit had posted on there and said, you know, it's funny that everybody's mad 
but they don't understand why people are mad. Uh, like, like the, I guess you could say the quote unquote important people in our society are like really upset about this. Mm-hmm. They said that there's what five girls around the age of 13 mm-hmm. to 16 that yeah. are, that are being like used as like quote unquote, you mean overly, overly sexualized? Yeah. yeah. Now, isn't it, is it a French movie or like, it's a French it's movie. Yeah. It's in okay. French, yes. but you can get it but in English, the, but they're the, all 11 year old girls. The scary thing is, is that how, how many girls around that age auditioned? And the parents that parents let them audition. Okay oh, mm-hmm. And this stuff has been going on, again, for years. I mean, beauty I, I, pageants. I, when, and, I mean, when I was growing, raising Jordan and Taylor as little kids, we watched people around us taking their – that's in the era in the 80s and 90s when uh, – in the 90s primarily when people were doing these glamour shots and stuff. The adults were doing these glamour mm-hmm. shot things. And it, it trickled down into their children, and they really started putting their kids out in these little films and dressing them up like this just for pictures and stuff. And getting involved in these these dance recital things and really pimping them out, right? You know, for, you know, for the attention and trying to glamorize their child as stars so they can get to the big league somewhere and, and get rich and famous, and uh, at, at the cost of that. So yeah, you raised a very valid point. You know, how many parents are pushing this and allowing this to happen? You know, let their kids grow up in an environment like that. And another thing to happen in our local area, and I'm sure you all have seen this, and I, I, oh my, I hated this billboard with everything in my being. I mentioned it, and I think Taylor, my wife, got annoyed because I mentioned it every time. But it was Mindy's Dance School. There was a billboard. Mm-hmm. You cross the thing, and this, some girl looks like Here? she's probably 12 years mm-hmm. old. Yeah. And I'm just going to say it's fuel for pe- pedophilia. That's what I'm going to, I'm going to put it that way. Like, it was disgusting. My like, sister went to Mindy's when she was. That, really? They didn't dress like I that. remember the name of the store, but they, they had a they had a, a billboard yeah, when like you're billboard crossing the bridge like to go into Westover. I don't know where you're at. Changed. Yeah, dance costumes. Like it was I just never noticed it. It wow. was one one posture right was okay. It was a typical ballet posture, but right. the other posture, and I'm not going to go in detail for obvious reasons, but can you, can you model it? <laughs> <laughs> it was just it, I every time I looked at it, I'm like, and we wonder why this stuff is going right. on. Yeah. You know what was the uh what was the show? I believe it was on uh, TLC, the Learning Channel. They had dance but, but, moms. That there was, but there was no one that it dealt with little girls and in a beauty. They were uh, honey boo boo. That's where honey boo boo came from. Is that where honey boo boo came from? Yeah, I, I can't. Know. I there was have no. But clue. they would these parents dress doll mm-hmm. their little girls yeah. up, and they yeah. go to these uh, right. these contests or whatever you want to call beauty, beauty pageants. Pageants, yeah, yeah. And it was these little kids, and the, I mean, the way that these parents. Dress their little kids up and the makeup and the, the, the oh my goodness! It's like, like throwing a juicy worm on a hook out in a pond full of uh, hungry right. fish. I, I, right. You yeah. know, I have uh, four children. I have uh, they're all you know grown up, and I have five grandchildren now. But I didn't want as beautiful as my kids were. I never seen a day where I wanted my kid, my child, excuse me, to be sexy. Right. right, that's yeah. not a yeah. word that came across. I didn't want. I didn't want yeah. to to over beautify and to where I I didn't want everybody else. I recognized their beauty. There was no one you know more beautiful than my children. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to make them up in a way where people would come up and say, "Oh my gosh, they are just gorgeous. They are so oh, beautiful." Yeah, they're just a pedophile. Yeah, and and turn them into a a, a doll mm-hmm. and make them up so much and this and my. Uh, second daughter, we actually used to put her in um, 
these little pageants that were up at the mall mm-hmm. um, where you'd buy the little uh, dolly, uh, mm-hmm. dolly little, they were called little, little dolly dresses. Yeah. Uh, dolly Parton, you know, put them out and they were little uh-huh. dollies. Oh. And we would put her, put her nose. And that was at an early age. But after so long, it got to be where people were crazy, starting to do stuff. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I'm like, it's a, yeah. Unrestrained. I'm, I'm glad that we got out of that. But like you said, what the, uh, yeah. what, what else What else are you going to get if you're plastering this all over billboards? Yeah. And you're just calling for it. You don't want to put the, gir- the little girls and the boys and stuff in, in good, you know, wholesome clothing and do that. You know what you're going to put them in? Something sexy. Yeah. Sexy. Yeah, it doesn't Sorry, that's, that them two yeah. words, sexy and ch- child, should not be no. in the together same, in the same thing. I want to start a gentleman pageant where, got, like, little boys can come dressed in like three piece suits with a cane and stuff, and like be gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> teach like, chivalry. Teach them how well, to well, open uh, doors uh, for what's women. What's a gentleman? You know, what, you know <laughs> yeah, what's like, a gentleman. Uh, it, I don't know. It's just baffling. It is. Uh, while we're on Netflix, this is what I discovered uh, yesterday, and I, it ain't. I, I mean, I. I was I had my two grandsons at the house. We was watching them yesterday, and we always go to uh, Netflix Kids. It's a, a channel just for kids cartoons and uh, uh, kids programming only. And so I started. You know how they had the little thumbnails? They screen across the new mm-hmm. cartoons coming up and everything. Mm-hmm. They had this one coming up, uh, Jurassic Park cartoon. Like, oh, this is gonna be so awesome! <laughs> and so I watched the trailer for it. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be watching this. And I noticed on there it says uh, underneath, uh, you know, where it has the uh, mature ratings, mm-hmm. that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, the Jurassic Park when it had this, it said "Representation Matters Collection," and so I didn't think nothing of it. I kept scrolling, and about every other one, I uh, these new cartoons. There was one, a new Voltron series coming up, which was popular when I was uh, my kids were growing up, and, um, and a couple of brand new cartoon type things for kids, and I noticed Representation Matters Collection was stamped on some of these, not all of them. And I thought, what in the world is that? And it's special series. So I looked it up, and this is what it says. Um, one article here I found, there's more than five, but this one says five animated Netflix original series where representation matters. Netflix is offering representation. These are children's cartoons. These are on the Netflix Kids uh, channel. Cartoons for kids only. Netflix is offering Representation Matters collection that highlights work featuring and created by people of color. When I, I started getting, okay, and when I was reading this, and one way Netflix is showing support is having well-developed characters of color and other minorities represented across all genres of uh, original series and movies. And so the article goes on to say and relates to those representations of uh, this, this cartoon represents a child who has one parent. I'm like, okay, we've kind of seen that before and this cartoon represents a child who is deaf and is using sign language in the cartoon I'm like okay Great. i can go with that yeah. cool Good. cool and it goes on to say you know uh different examples you know uh this child grew up without a family and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. and, and and at the very end it says oh also lgbt <laughs> people are represented too at the very end and a small note that doesn't need to be represented in front of our kids. And and so and so that what that is saying is, oh, that's what this story is about. That's what representation matters means is the LGBT community is being represented in your children's cartoons on Netflix right now. I will say this. I will say as a kid, like it like I guess I I guess I did to an extent. Like 
like I would watch SpongeBob when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. now I look and there were things in it that were very risky, and I was like, "How did I not catch that?" Well, it's because yeah. I was a kid and I didn't understand. <laughs> um, but um, for that, uh, I had it in my mind. Now it just went away. Um, re- say it again. <laughs> say it Netflix again. kids. Okay, representation so here's, matters. Here, here, here's what I wanted to say. They're trying to push their own agenda, obviously, about how they want kids to think, um, which makes it more important for Christians to not do the same. I'm not saying do support that stuff, but make it known that, like, kids may go through that stuff. They may have identity issues. They may, you know, have gender dysphoria or whatever it is. But we need to make it educational. We need to make sure that they can understand, like, how to work through it. Rather than having that, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you don't bring it in a cartoon. You, you, Correct. You, when you bring it, well, in a car, introduce it to a cartoon, it's it's making it acceptable. No, yeah. yeah. And, and what they should do is leave this alone. Period. And right, when kids right. see this kind of activity around them, they should be, "Hey, mom, dad, what's this about?" Okay, well, let's look at the Bible and see what this says. And then you, yeah. just like any other bad thing that you see, if you see a if you see someone shooting someone in the head across the street, it, you know, I shouldn't learn to accept that as part of my life. You know. You should, don't become that person. Don't right. become like that. There's things that we are not created to be like, and we don't need to be bringing it to our cartoons like this. Uh, Have you to... ever heard of Adult Swim? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Would people? A lot of people don't realize this, but SpongeBob was was scheduled originally to be on Adult Swim. Wow. Because really? of the homosexual. Mm-hmm. LGB, whatever you know, whatever they want to call it, uh, the things that the vibes that you would get from there in, in that cartoon, and then somebody in their infinite wisdom decided, no, it doesn't need to be on Adult Swim. It's not quote unquote that bad, so we'll just put it on regular. You know, Here, here's Nickelodeon. A, yeah, <laughs> Nickelodeon. Here's so the... we went from Adult Swim to Nickelodeon. <laughs> Uh, here's the five cartoons. It's on Netflix now. One's called Kippo, The Age of Wonder Beast. And you can find these articles and read up on them. Uh, the Dragon Prince. These are new things coming out. Uh, how many members, uh, She-Ra from He-Man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, then there's a new episode of She-Ra, and they tell you, uh, She-Ra offers a diverse cast of characters, strong women with authority, and even stronger love for the, an even stronger love for the LGBTQ+. That's in the description? That's in the, uh, yes, that's what that's about. Oh my so you're probably going to see lesbians and She-Ra cartoons in the Netflix Kids channel. So uh, Voltron, uh, the new Voltron series coming out. Uh, well, actually, this one's been out 2016, 2018. Um, the Cannon Busters, some I've never heard of before. But there, there's more. The Jurassic Park one on there. Just get on Netflix Kids and look at all the new thumbnails coming they're up. They're trying to make it acceptable, and they're getting yes. mad whenever people it's indoctrination. say that it's not. And then the whole LGBTQ plus, that plus, some of that in there is um, pedophilia. And they, they're trying to push to make pedophilia acceptable. And that's... They're saying it's just a, well, a way that yeah. you that's feel. That's not exactly what they're pushing, though. But that's, that's where they're going to. Because... Yeah. Well, because because I, I was wondering, you know, why in the world would we even accept somebody who is, you know, attracted to minors as a norm? So I, I was looking into it. I That's actually looked up want. the definition of pedof- pedophilia, mm-hmm. or what a pedophile is. Somebody who is sexually attracted to a child, to right? Me. But that doesn't mean that they have are they're not 
you're you're a criminal once you act on it. Yeah. Okay. So in other words, it's I kind of look at it. It's I don't know what I can say and what I can't say here without going too far. But basically, the way I'm looking at it, and I I, I feel like the I don't think they're trying to make it a normal thing. I think they're trying to bring awareness that there's people out there who are pedophiles who have not acted on it who know it's wrong, and that's why they haven't acted on it, who want help. Here, here, was, here was a thing going on there. It was, um, and it's still kind of a hot topic issue in a way, is will the LGBT community put pedophiles under their umbrella? Will the letter P be added to that list of initials on there? Uh, you look up a lot of articles, the LGBT community is denying that, okay? And they're not going to say that, which, of course, they're not, uh, if they were. I think if they are and if they do, it will eventually come about in a, in a way. But it, I'm seeing 2 plus 2 equals 4 here. So, I mean, it— Well, I can't imagine the Bible telling us that if you just look upon a woman and lust, you've committed a sin. I can't imagine that that same thinking— wouldn't be considered if you look um, upon a child mm-hmm. and lust. True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I just I can't mm-hmm. imagine. I mean, that's that's you know, no matter what people write, no matter opinions, no matter what, that's mm-hmm. the word of God. Right. And mm-hmm. so I'm thinking, you know. So, I think. With that being said, though, what I've, there's got to be a solution, you know. I mean, we know it's God, right? We know it's God. But how does one who has these wrong attractions uh, address the issue? What, like, you know, like, we, we, we go to our pastor, our assistant pastor, our friend, or whatever, you know? But that's an extremely sensitive I, subject. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it's very, especially, like, like I'm not stereotyping all of us saying, like, say, say, say that one of the, say that somebody in the church, a kid in the church has mixed feelings. Um, mm-hmm. It's very important to show love for anybody mm-hmm. and not like, bashing like, oh, yeah. you Paul said oh, yeah. today. Just like Paul said today. You know today. what I mean? Yeah, I think exactly. that's a big thing because like, obviously they're not going to come and talk to you about it. Like they're going to, that's for sure. It's like, yeah. what, what's that one saying? Like, like how, how they see you, it's not taught, it's caught. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. so how about. you respond to certain things, like to certain sins, that's how they're going to assume you are with it. Mm-hmm. So they won't tell you about it and stuff like that. So I think it's important. They already know where you stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which so, goes right back to bringing awareness and letting, right. letting mm-hmm. our kids. It took one lady, one lady to take prayer out of schools, to take Ten yeah. Commandments out of that courthouse and That's everything. Right. It took one lady to do that. And I may catch flack for this, but I'm going to say it anyhow. The Christian community, I'm talking about Holy Ghost-filled Christian. I'm not talking about your run-of-the-mill. Everybody thinks they're a Christian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a and there true are Christian who are Christ-like. Come on, preach. We have got to take our stand. It's our right. It's our time. These are our children. We have got to do our part and take a stand and take back our kids. Teach our kids. Don't, you know, we know what the public school is trying to filter in mm-hmm. and, and this. Our homes, parents, take time for your children. Mm-hmm. Grandparents, 
take time with your grandchildren. And still, I'm I'm getting ready to turn 50 years old. I still go to my mother for counsel and advice because there's <laughs> yeah. never enough that you that you get. So let's take back our kids. Not, let, let's not let, let the West Virginia school board dictate what our children learn. Let's teach them at home. This, I, I'd be honest with you, this part of the COVID, this homeschooling, I think this is wonderful because <laughs> except our, Alexa, yeah, <laughs> she has to teach it. Except for you know those, and I, I'll say this, you know, because I don't have the education thing as far as I'm not having to educate anybody, but we finally get to have hands on what our kids are actually being filtered in there. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you seen, I've got, like I said, I've got uh, three grandchildren that are in schools and some of the stuff that they come home and say, well, they're teaching this. And you're like shaking your head going, how is that legal first off, but they're doing it mm-hmm. and they're, they're allowed to do this. But to answer the question of what can we do? Let's take our right. This is what God give us. God give us these children. God give us our grandchildren. God blessed us with this. Let's not take for granted our blessings. Let's educate our kids. When when that's why I love this connects here at, at, at churches. They aren't just receiving, you know, snack time, snack time, and <laughs> and 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 get away from mom and dad time and all this stuff. There is actually Acts two thirty eight being taught. Oh mm-hmm. my, wow, where did that come from? You know that our <laughs> kids are actually getting back into where they're being taught the word of God. And I'm not saying that our, you know, our churches have gone away from that, but still this is taking it home. Parents quit expecting the teachers to do all the educating in your home. Parents quit expecting teachers to do all the parenting in schools. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You you see what happened there? Yeah. That's, that's, that's a big thing. So yeah, that there's, where we've got to get things back on track in the in the biblical religious Christian stance is taking back what's ours. Yeah, teaching them these the the kids that Jared's speaking of. Are, you know, they're not going to speak up. They're they're afraid. They're this. Let's once again. That's go goes back to where we were speaking about the sex trafficking. Let's educate our kids. Let's build confidence. Let's give these kids boldness mm-hmm. to where no matter what th- is thrown away, because what have we all been taught? You ain't going to tell me nothing that ain't been tried to pull over. My, my, I remember my parents saying, Brian, don't try to tell me that. I've heard everything. <laughs> yeah. Remember, I was, you know, I, I give all these same things to, to our parents. Mm-hmm. They know this. Well, now it's all coming full circle. And I'm seeing my grandchildren trying to pull over stuff on <laughs> uh. my children. And I'm just laughing because I remember going, uh, yeah, you ain't going to pull that. I've, been, I've seen it mm-hmm. all. Well, guess what? Here we are. We've seen it all. In church, we've seen it all in our world. We've seen it in the workforce. We see what the the path is ahead. Let's not let, let, let's not let them do all mm-hmm. the educating and and mm-hmm. teaching and reinforcing. Let's build the boldness. Yeah. Let's get our kids confident in what and what we have. So whenever they are taught something, they think, "Wait, this might not actually be correct." Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And. Uh, um, I don't know if, whether to say unfortunately or not, but it seems like kid ministry may need to step up a little bit with and reach out a little bit further than what we have been. And if this is an avenue, 
so be it. I mean, like I say, if we, how are we going to save a kid's soul if we never get to even see him? Mm-hmm. You know, if they get taken away from us. Um, and just so, think about this, what you, just what mm-hmm. you're saying, Randy. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. But just think about this. If we're teaching our kids just here at Riverside, and we're teaching boldness, and don't be afraid to speak up, well, guess what our child's going to do when they go back to school? When they go back around their friends who aren't coming here and don't have this kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know what they're going to say? They're going to pick up on those things, and they're going to say, well, I, I, I remember my, my Sunday school teacher. He, he told me, you know, that, you know, there's always somebody. There's somebody that'll listen. Mm-hmm. You know, and they tell little Johnny. They little t- tell little Susie. Next thing you know, what we're teaching is spreading. Mm-hmm. You know, thing, spreading the gospel, you know, spreading the truth, yeah. spreading this. We can web out just as much as sex traffickers. We can we can get this thing to grow just as much, if not more, because you know we've got the Lord on our side. Mm-hmm. But if we teach them, let our kids be a light. Be a light. Yeah, yeah. God's given it to all of us, it's, and it's our nature, you know, to do right and to distinguish right from wrong. And in a society and a media that's producing uh, and projecting those to do wrong, more and more wrong. Still, deep inside every child, every person, we had this, we had this urge to do right, and we're just waiting for someone to teach us or show us. And as soon as we see that, we gravitate to that. And children need to see that because they they can be controlled by fear, like this world is being controlled by fear so much right now. Um, even more so with children, you know. Uh, we've got to be a strong light, and uh, boy, it's taking on a whole new meaning right now. So. Anybody else have anything to say before we shut down here today? I would say, um, if if speaking to leaders out there, if by chance there, whether you're in kid ministry, whether it's whatever, whatever, if an adult tells you whatever, um, if somebody comes up to you and tells you something's happened to them, like it could be trafficking, it could be just straight up abuse, whatever, which mm-hmm. is the same thing, um, tell your pastor, and you need to let the authorities know, like. It, it, oh, like, like if Find somebody you if, trust. If, if a, yeah if a kid came to me and said hey like you know i i think i heard this on a different podcast and and i really like it it was like if someone if someone says hey i really need to tell you this but you you have to promise me you can't tell anyone else and that's like a hard position to be yeah. in because if you need to tell somebody else because it's an issue but this is how you can handle it say you, you can say to it trust me that i'm going to do the right thing there right you go. there you with go it. Mm-hmm. say the right words yeah yeah and so i really like that so it like yeah, if something happens like that, if if somebody were to come up and say something, it, it's good, good to advice. tell your pastor. It's good to tell the authorities. Tell them I'm going to do the. I'm going right. to make the right. I'm going to make the right choice. Right. All right, very good, I, Brian. Yes, go ahead. Uh, I was just, I, I have meant, thought about it earlier, and if you've made it this far, then you probably don't need this. But <laughs> I, I I definitely want to say it because I thought about it when he was talking. I don't even know what he was talking about, but made me think of it. But if you feel like this still is not a very serious thing it's not real even with all the numbers and all the stories and all the statistics that have been thrown at you so far go to your local walmart and look on the missing children's wall right Mm -hmm. they still have those and that's local that's not across the country that typically those are local maybe within your state Mm -hmm. if if, if that's what you need go do that because it's there open your eyes Mm -hmm. yeah it gives you when they were abducted, or well, not abducted necessarily, but you know, went missing. How old they are? They might, some of them even give you what they would look like yeah. today. Pictures. Mm-hmm. I've looked at it multiple times. You know, you never know. You might see them. 
you know, you mm-hmm. could you could literally save somebody's life. So, all right, awesome. So much more could be said and and spawned off of this today. So, uh, thanks for listening to us today, Brian. Uh, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you from the FBI me. and for uh, sharing with us some things. And uh, so, here's. T- to all you out there listening, please share this podcast with someone uh, as part of an awareness thing uh, or, or do something, um, share something with them at, that's relevant to this topic here, and let's uh, let's make it part of our ministry some way, somehow. And if it's, you're just praying about it or just sharing this podcast episode around, um, uh, consider making this issue of uh, child trafficking and sex trafficking and pedophilia, let, you know, let's make it more aware. And in Jesus' name, that we do the right thing. Thank you guys for being with us here today. And, uh, no, of course, no toy box today. Uh, a little bit different gear we was in today. So uh, we'll catch you all next time here on S&D. Thank you. That's why I'm glad we had this time together. Because it makes me feel that I Seems we just get started And before you know it Guess it's time